Thank you so much for joining us today at our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in five different locations. And our goal is to help you on your spiritual journey to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in the lives around you. If you'd like to learn more about our Savior's Church or how to get involved, visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. Won't you stand to your feet real quick? It's, we open to God's Word and... There's an anointing in this place. It's going going to break tonight. Deuteronomy chapter 1. This is the forward conference. Deuteronomy chapter 1. Moses, the background is they've been journeying for 40 years. What was supposed to take them 11 days. They're at this 40th year mark. They're extremely frustrated. Their life's We're meant to go forward, but they actually were going in a circle. God chooses your life to go forward. You choose your life to go in a circle. And so Moses is there and the Lord said to us in Oreb, you stayed here long enough at this mountain. Break camp and advance. That word advance in the Hebrew is to move forward into the hill country of the Amorites, to all the neighboring peoples in Arabah and in the mountains in the western foothills in Negev and along the coast to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon as far as the great river, the Euphrates. And God says, see given you this land go and take possession of the land the Lord swore that he would give to your fathers to Abraham Isaac and Jacob and to their descendants after them I want to speak to you over the next few minutes a message I've entitled don't go in like the way you came out let's pray father we thank you for the spirit of revelation and Give our minds illumination that we would experience transformation. God, I pray you give us a mind to perceive and a heart to receive all that you have. And I ask that after this message, we will never be the same. In Jesus' name, come on, and all the kids that came to camp say, amen, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Over the last few months, I've been doing a lot of student camps. And I've been sharing with a bunch of pastors over the last few months that there is a movement that God is about to do and there's a revival that's about to come. But it's going to come from the generation that has been hurt the most. You don't value promises until you first experience pain. And there's something about the pain in our lives that will either cause us to move forward or paralyze us to stay stuck. Think about what Moses was dealing with for 40 years and now they are on the brink They've come to this place and God says, I want you to see the land 
that I'm giving you. To see that land lets me know that they were not that far off. They were very close in proximity that they can actually, where they were stuck, they can see. And one of the things that I'm realizing about the church today is that the sad part is, is that the majority of the church is stuck. Even though every week they are given a view to see what God has ahead of them. And so they stand between slavery and salvation, between falling and freedom. And I believe that the majority of young people have been stuck in a place. You want to go forward. You just don't know how. You have some friends that just want to go in a circle when there's something inside of you that's uncomfortable where your life is going in a circle. And so I've come to this point and want to ask you a question. Do you really believe you can change? Or would you want to live this way the rest of your life? How is it that you can see freedom, but you're still in slavery? How is it that you can see the promises of God, but you are still stuck in your pain and in your hurt? Could it be that everything that God has for you is not contingent on what he can do? more than it is contingent that can you actually believe that God can change your life. Because I'm convinced that more people today know that God has something for their life, but just don't believe that he can actually do it. Because there would be no reason for someone to stay stuck if they really believe that God can actually do what he has said. And so we don't have a generation that's growing up today that doesn't believe the Bible. We don't have a generation that's being raised up today that doesn't even understand the Bible. They believe in the Bible. The problem is, is that we have a generation today that doesn't believe in themselves. And so at the end of the day, the fight that you are fighting every day is not the fight with your enemy. The fact is, is that you're fighting with what you want to be when you know that's not what you're supposed to be. And so you want this life over here, you want this TikTok, Snapchat kind of life. Your 
Moods are contingent on how many likes you get. You will spend more time in the morning thinking about what type of Instagram and Snapchat poses you're going to make and trying to impress people that don't even care about you. And the reality is, is that really where you're at is that you're stuck. And when you're stuck and you stay at a place longer than what you should, your dreams don't aspire, they actually expire. And so what do I do? What am I supposed to do when I'm standing between what I know God wants, but I just don't know how to get there? You see, all of our lives came from the ground. Your life, my life, came from the dirt. The Bible says that God formed man from the dust of the ground. Job says, from dust I've come, to dust I'll go. Your life is a garden and you determine what grows in it. And so for 40 years, the children of Israel, their lives were in a rut. So it became a routine. And all they were doing was that they were creating an unhealthy pattern. Most of you in here today, you have faith in your life, but the reason why you're not living it out is because your faith is fighting an unhealthy pattern that you have in your life. And the reality is, is that you continue to feed your unhealthy pattern while you starve your faith. And so this is why we have a generation that hasn't experienced breakthrough yet. We know what a breakdown is, but we don't know how to have a breakthrough. And the reason why is because you keep on feeding your pattern and starving your faith. And this is what happens when your life doesn't go forward. When your life doesn't go forward, your life goes in a circle. Your life was never meant to be a pattern. Your life was, was always meant to go after the promises. And this is what Moses was frustrated with, with this generation and their rut became their routine. Every single day, your life sees unhealthy patterns. You wake up, you go to your phone, you go on TikTok, you go on Snapchat, 
and all you're seeing is unhealthy patterns. Before you go to bed at night, you're watching all these reels and all you're seeing is unhealthy patterns. And then all of a sudden you get in a relationship and we go go deep. And next thing you know, you're sending each other pictures that you shouldn't be sending each other. And what's happening is that you're, you're moving into an unhealthy pattern. And you don't even realize that at the end of the day, you are more consumed feeding your unhealthy pattern than you are feeding your faith. And so what happens is, is that your soil starts getting messed up. You start looking at pornography. And all of a sudden, you start falling into that pattern. You don't know why you keep on being drawn back to it. But you, night after night, something's telling you to move forward. But you're too in tuned with your pattern. So your pattern takes you back. And that's why you can't move forward. And what do you do? You begin to contaminate your soil. And the next thing you know, next thing you know, all of a sudden, you don't like to drink. You never drank before. But you started seeing unhealthy patterns. Maybe you saw it in your parents. Maybe you saw it in your older brothers and sisters. Maybe you've seen it on your reels and you saw all the happiness that everybody has when they drink alcohol. And next thing you know, you started to party a little bit. And what did you do? You started to contaminate your soil. And then next thing you know, you, all, all of a sudden now, you're like, I, I never do drugs. Why would I want to do drugs? I don't want to do drugs. But your pattern kept on bringing you back to an unhealthy place and now all of a sudden your soil's being contaminated and the reason why you couldn't say no even though everything inside of you was telling you don't do it was because at the end of the day you don't even have control of your own will no more because you're too in tune with your pattern. So next thing you know, you started to try some drugs and, and all of a sudden you're feeding your soil and then, and then you just can't get enough. So you were in a relationship, you started having sexual intercourse, next thing you know, you break up, he breaks your heart, she breaks your heart, and guess what? You gotta continue the pattern. And you're not there no more, she's not there no more, so you can't come together no more. So you go to a computer, you grab your phone, and all of a sudden your pattern keeps on taking you back to this pornography. And every single night you're trying to tell yourself, I'm not going to watch it. I'm not going to go back. It's not going to happen. But why do you continue to go back? I know... Every single one of you that are in here today that are on pornography, I promise you, every one of you sits there every night and say, I don't want to go back. But then you land up going back and then afterwards you feel like dirt. The reason why is because you're more in tune with your pattern. And then when you start meeting people, throwing stuff on Snapchat, sexting with kids and other people, letting people see your body that only God saved for one person to see it in marriage. But you're saying, but Obed, everyone's doing it. 
Now, let me remind you, you're not everybody. You're not even anybody. You know who you are? You are somebody. That's who you are. But you start giving these excuses. And the only thing is, is that you want that affirmation that you're not getting nowhere else because he's telling you that you got the greatest body. So guess what? You're sending them pictures that you shouldn't. Next thing you know, you're contaminating your soil. And as you continue to contaminate your soil, now watch this. Then, then, then all of a sudden, you stop coming to church because you don't need it. No, it's not that you don't need it. It's not that you don't even want it. It's that you've been starving your faith for so long because you've just been feeding your pattern. So now you have a bunch of pride. No one can tell you anything now because you know it all, right? Because isn't that what you tell your parents? Well, I know, I know. Isn't that what you're telling your youth pastors? Well, I know, I know. Aren't you you telling your friends when your friends are like, you better be careful, he's going to hurt you. Oh, no, I know, I know. That's the problem with this generation. You know too much. And, and, so, and so the next thing you know, people start turning against you. Friends that were once liking you, commenting on you, are talking behind your back and they're hurting you. And now you're just filled with anger. You saw maybe what a family's gone through, maybe a divorce. You're lonely. Anger. And now all of a sudden, you feel with anger. You contaminated it. And oh, 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 and by the way, you throw out words like, I hate that person. Since when has hatred entered your heart? You're supposed to be in love with God. The only thing you're supposed to hate is sin. But you can't hate sin because you're too involved in the pattern. So then you hate anything that comes against it. And so what happens? You're contaminating your soil. And then let's park here for a moment. You give off one person on social media, but you're really a different person in real life. It's because you don't know who you are. So all of a sudden now, whatever people like the person that you're trying to be is that you will gravitate to that. If he tells you you look good in that, you'll wear it almost every day. If you liked by the way you cuss and talk around certain people and they approve you, then that's who you become. When in all reality, it's not who you are. When you start to think about You are not the person that God created you to be. And you are struggling with your identity. And now all of a sudden you become your God. And you begin to tell yourself this is who I am. 
And so when I start liking the same kind, and I start to tell myself, this is who I am, when I wasn't born that way, it's when you become your God, and now all of a sudden you're the creator of your life, because eventually the person that really created you didn't do the right job. And so when you start to call yourself something that you're not, all of a sudden now, you have a lack of identity. And guess what? You struggle to know who you are. And then all of a sudden, you just feel like the world is against you. And so you know what the world does? It just throws dirt on you. That's all it does. Because here's what the world wants to do. The world wants to bury you. That's all it wants. The wages of sin is death. All the world wants to do is just bury you. So let me bury you. Let me bury you. Let me, let me, let, let's get this so deep inside of you that nobody can see it now. Because at the end of the day, you're going to make yourself look so beautiful. You're going to make yourself, you're going to put on all the makeup that you can. Man, you're going to wear the right type of shoes and the right type of clothes. You're hanging out with the right people. And guess what? People never see who you are. Who you are. And we have a generation today that has to be told to lift their hands and worship God. We have, a, have to, we have a generation today that sits there and has to be told to be desperate for God. When in deep down inside, you want to be desperate. But guess what's the problem? You have something deeper that you buried. And so what happens is, you land up coming to youth. And you start coming to ministry. And man, Pastor Joseph speaking. Some of the campus, pastors, campus youth pastors are speaking. And man, guess what they're doing? Every week, they're throwing the word on you. The word is seed. So they came and they talked about love last week. And they threw seeds of love. They talked about joy last week. And they threw all. And man, they talked about, man, they talked about, they talked about peace this week. And guess what? You came to youth group. You were excited. Oh, then you came to camp and Pastor Obed. Man, he's talking about moving forward, man. And guess what? All of a sudden you feel good because it's on the outside. But then you wonder why you haven't transformed. Because you have not allowed the word to go as deep as the problems that have been invading your life and the patterns that you've had. So don't get it twisted. The children of Israel loved God. And guess what? Every time they had an encounter with God, God would just give his love. God would give them promises. God would give them the seed of the word. God would give them, God would give them his peace. God would give them his joy. Man, we're hungry. God will supply their needs. God, we're thirsty. God will tell Moses to strike a rock. God was giving them all these promises. And why in the world did they did not change? Is because they never allowed God to go deep. Because at the end of the day, 
You don't want God to deal with your pattern because you become so used to the pattern dealing with you. And this is why if you're not careful, what God is trying to bury to never come back again, if it's undealt with, it will come and bury you. All these years, growing up as a teenager, I saw what my parents went through. I told myself I'd never be that. And I started to become it. I told myself I'm an athlete. I would never drink alcohol. I found myself doing it. I told myself that I would never allow my friends to tell me who I am. And then I allowed them to do it. And I used to get frustrated. I'd go home frustrated. I knew that I was doing something wrong. And how did I know I was doing something wrong? Because deeper than my issues was my heart. And the Holy Spirit would tell me it's wrong. It's wrong. But I was too addicted to the pattern that I would just let the promises never sink in. I allowed it to deal with me. Instead of me dealing with it. You see the problem was. Was that the children of Israel. Were lingering. And because of that. Watch this. Their lingering became their letdown. You stick around it. You want to leave it. But you're too consumed by it. You can see that God has something better, but you're still connected to this. And so they lingered around it. And this kept on letting them down. Some of you have been lingering around your hurt and your anger and your shame too long. And you think another relationship is going to change that. New friends are going to change it. The problem is, is that all kinds of new people can come into your life. The problem is, is that you're still the old person. Because you're lingering around it. To the point that at the end of the day, you can't change. You want to know what they needed? They needed a breakthrough. 
You know, I've been praying and fasting for you over the last week. Is that God will give you a breakthrough. Majority of you know what you're doing is wrong. Some of the things that you've been doing that nobody knows. You've been good at hiding it. yet you don't see it yet but it will start to manifest and these things will start to grow in you and all of a sudden they will grow to the point that your own will cannot even control it it's because you kept on feeding your pattern and starving never forget the last night I got high it was about four days before I got caught in a drug raid the whole day something inside of me was saying just get high just get high and I remember walking up and down the street because I knew where to go and I was walking up and down the street and I was having this fight within myself go get high I I can't I can't I I can't go that route no more go get high I can't I can't go that route no more no 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 go get high I can't I can't can't go that right no 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 go get high I I can't I can't go right there and and I was fighting I'm going to tell you what happened to me and I feel the spirit of God fought so much that day I learned something later that I wish I would have known then if the devil can't defeat you he'll exhaust you 11 days isn't going to exhaust you 40 years will was fighting until I was exhausted and I couldn't fight no more okay I'm going to prove something to you when have you made the most mistakes when you were tired when do most kids between 11 years old and 18 watch pornography in the middle of the night When do you have these sexting relationships that you have and you're sending pictures to each other? It's never in the day when you're fully awake and full of energy. It's when it's late at night and you're tired. When do most people who were sober land up going back when they're tired? Your fight every day It's telling you don't do it. The pattern saying, feed me. Don't do it, feed me. Don't do it, feed me. And the devil knows the exact time to strike when you're tired. Some of you are not tired. 
Especially some of you are weak. And you're weak because you've been fighting something that you don't even realize has more control over you than you think you have control over it. I'm asking you to bow your heads, close your eyes, no one looking. Holy Spirit's here. Ain't nobody care about you right now. People on the right and the left have nothing to do with your eternity. They have nothing to do with your shame. They have nothing to do with your guilt. They have nothing to do with your life. They're just your friends. They're good ones, but they're just your friends. Tonight, the Holy Spirit's here. He's not here to just touch you. He's here to go deep in you today. Some of you know what you've been doing is wrong. Some of you are so angry and hurt. I'll never forget when my therapist told me, Obet, you're 1.2% away from insanity. I said, man, I'm the most nicest guy, peaceful guy. He says, you're 1.2% away from insanity. I want you to know, anger has been driving you to drugs. Anger drove you to sin. I'm here to tell you, young people, it's not you driving you to this it's what you buried so deep inside of you because you never wanted to feel it and you never wanted to deal with it again is dealing with you now and the Holy Spirit is here to dig it out he's going to dig out the shame dig out the guilt dig out the addiction Dig out the anger. Dig out the pornography. Dig out the lust. You got to let him go deep. Because you have to determine tonight, I'm going to break the pattern. Tonight. I can't leave camp. Stuck. In this pattern. Pride is going to try to keep you there. Pride is speaking to you right now saying, it's not you. Don't worry about it. You're good. You're not. The Holy Spirit is here to clean the temple tonight. And he's ministering to you right now. That's why some of you are weeping right now. The Spirit of God is touching you right now. not mad at you. He's not ashamed of you. He's not angry at you. He's not disappointed at you. His love is about to overshadow you right now like a love you've never felt. Yet you thought it was the love 
that you've been looking for and you fell short of it because he's the only one that can love you this way. He wants to remove the anger, the pain, the hatred that you've allowed to settle in your heart. On the count of three, the spirit of the Lord is here. I'm not going to ask you to raise your hands. The Holy Spirit is here and he wants to touch you. And we have counselors here today that want to pray with you. We've had teams all this week interceding for you for this moment right now. Do you believe you can change? I want you to know that God is convinced or he'd have never sent his son. Jesus is convinced or he'd have never sent the Holy Spirit. Your pastor's convinced he'd have never started this church. Your youth pastor's convinced he'd have never had this conference. So now, are you convinced? Do you believe that the Holy Spirit tonight can dig out what you've buried. On the count of three, I want you to get to these altars because the Holy Spirit's going to move. One, two, three. Step out of your seats right now. Come on and get to these altars and do what you got to do. Get on your knees, whatever you got to do because the Holy Spirit's here. Just step out. Step out now. In the name of Jesus, we break we break spirits in this place right now. In the name of the Lord, if I can have prayer partners, prayer counselors, whoever you are, I need you up here interceding in the name of Jesus. Come on, let's just worship the Lord. Let's worship him. Come on, let's worship him. Let's worship him. Let's worship him.